Welcome to Newbridge Crescent Community, a place we experience perfection unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Join us as Pastor David of the Thank you for listening to the sermon. The blessed hope you have been blessed by the teaching. In Christ, please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed. They asked of saying, Lord, without at this time restore again the kingdom to Israel. And he said unto them, it, it is not for you to know the times or the seasons which the Father hath put in his own power. Are you seeing this? It's not for you to know the times and season which the Father has put in his own power. Put it like this. So, the times and seasons in this context are where? In the Father's power, right? Pay attention. But ye shall receive power. Verse 8. So, the context of what they were talking about was what? Times and seasons he says but ye shall receive power after the holy ghost is come upon you that means times and season are in the father that means with the holy ghost we can also know about some times and seasons are you with me There is something about this time that I, I believe we are not getting it yet. This that says, Thou shall arise and have mercy upon Zion for the time, yea, the set time. There is something about a set time. Praise the Lord. There is when a woman is having is having labor. She can, she may be a very strong person, but if she does not push at the time, ah, it's problem. Are, are you following this? She cannot joke with the labor time. She must push. She may be strong at other times and weak that time, but that time she must push. Are you hearing this? Genesis 32 from verse 24. And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Listen, don't, don't, don't play with this season. I don't know, but I sense it strongly. There has to be some resilience. There is a way you perceive in the spirit that a new season is upon me. I just have to fight through this time. If I don't take it seriously now, you don't know when this will come again. Hallelujah. Oh God. Take us some time to pray. When you are praying, pray with some. Let's use a scripture. Pray all prayer in the spirit. I don't know what it's about. I don't know if it's about Nigeria. I don't know if it's about people's personal lives. But I personally believe it has a lot to do 
not just with the country but with your well from my personal experience i noticed every october november december things are always changing the major break the major breakthroughs or shifts in my life happened those periods i'm serious it was november 29 november 2018 where god began to talk to me about hey, i told me about church five years ago but november 2018 he said the church is starting next year usually god talks to people about the next year in october like for instance god already told me what 2020 will be about i know the team is not in but now i'll start praying and fasting about what 2021 will be I feel I, I, I feel the same way that kind of feeling as though we are on an exodus we are moving from one place to another are you hearing me if I want to speak pigeon don't lose God right now <laughs> wake up in the night and pray possible is generally you are waiting for 21 days of prayer and fasting no, don't wait for it start praying now Don't let anything quench your fire now. Think about your life. Think about your future. What will the future be like? What do the next five years look like? Praise God. I also sense that there are a lot of people who their, their spiritual heat is going low. Let me show you something as regards that. Revelation chapter 1. From verse 17. Now this was John talking about his encounter with Jesus. He says, And when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead and his laid his right hand upon me saying unto me fear not i am the first and the last i am he that lived and was dead and behold i have i am behold i am alive forevermore amen hallelujah and have the keys of death of hell and of death write the things which thou hast seen and the things which are and the things which shall be hereafter verse 20 the mystery of the seven stars which thou sawest in my right hand and the seven golden candlesticks the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches pay attention it says the seven stars are the angels of the seven churches and the seven candlesticks which thou sawest are the seven churches so are you following me i'm not sure i have your attention now so the stars are the angels of the seven churches and the candlesticks are the churches what does that mean 
if a candle does not have fire that means it's a useless candle are you following this a church without that flame is not listening to me a church without that flame let's go to chapter 2 you will see something that happened to a particular church the church in Turkey Revelation chapter 2 which was olden days Ephesus let's read the Bible says in Revelation chapter 2 from verse 1 unto the angel of the church of Ephesus writes this thing said he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks now it says from verse 2 i know thy works and thy labor and thy patience and how that cannot bear them that which are evil and i'll strike them which say they are apostles and are not and has found them liars and has born and has patience and for my name's sake has labored and has not fainted see verse 4 nevertheless i have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love do you see this this was the church in ephesus verse 5 remember wherefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else i will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place are you with us verse 5 remember wherefore from whence thou art fallen and repent and do the first works or else i will come and re- come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place do you know what this means Remember what the candlesticks are. The candlestick is the churches. When God removed the candlestick from a place, it means the church no longer exists there. That's what happened in Ephesus. History tells us that's Turkey. Today, this Ephesus was where the book of Ephesians was written to. Today, that place is a Muslim nation. because the people were not smart enough to know that they must do the first works they must return back to their first love the intensity of your spirit the flame of your spirit this does not mean loss of salvation it means loss of the church See, I have a commitment to ensure that the flame upon this church keeps on burning. Because it was a flame that sparked it up in the first place. Are you hearing me? Everybody close your eyes. Let's pray. I'm aware the host of darkness, they've compiled themselves together against us. But there is a flame that will shut their mouth up. I want you to pray. Pray with intensity. Whether likes it or not, we are growing. We are increasing. In the name of Jesus, more miracles are happening. The fire keeps on burning. The flame keeps on burning. Se pelle che te pelle che
Thank you, Father. Yeshua, Amashia, Lion of Judah, Agunetemba, Yeshua, Amashia, Lion of Judah, Agunetemba. Father, we give you praise. Be thou exalted in Jesus' name. Amen. I'll continue our series on the believer's authority, a subset of what we've been teaching on preaching deliverance. Praise God. Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 15. Ephesians 1 verse 15. It says, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and love unto all the saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. What were the prayers that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. And like we said on Sunday, that the Father of glory may give unto you wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of Christ by the Spirit. Remember. Are we together? Listen. I want you to pay attention. He says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by the spirits. Because a Christian already has the Holy Ghost. Pay attention. Pay attention. A Christian already has the Holy Ghost. So, if he has the Holy Spirit already, which other spirit is the spirit of wisdom and revelation? No. That Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. It is not the Holy Ghost that's supposed to give him that revelation in Christ. Praise the Lord. Yes, Satan, may I have the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit. He grants me wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Satan, may I have the Holy Spirit? He grants me wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Amen. He says, first of all, the first prayer is that God will grant you wisdom and revelation in knowledge of Christ. Verse 18. Verse 18. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know. Now, what we are not seeing here is this being enlightened is a present continuous thing. I didn't, I didn't explain this on Sunday, but I'm, I have to do it today. He's saying, even though I've prayed
made for you that God will grant you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ, there is how it's going to happen. Are you following this? There is how it's going to happen. How will it happen? It will happen as the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. Are you with, are you with me? So, the when we are making the understanding of people to be enlightened, that process is the same period when the Spirit of God grants wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ to be made available. Are you with me? How does it happen? It happens when the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened. He calls understanding eyes. Set them in the eyes of my understanding. So as the eyes of your understanding are being enlightened, God is granting wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ to you. Are you with me? Do you understand it? Now, what are the things that make your eyes of understanding be enlightened? It says, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling. So, there is a hope of our calling in Christ. God expects you to do something. When he called you by the gospel, he expects you to become something. He doesn't want you to get saved and remain the same way you were before you became saved. The hope is that you will become to the fullness of Christ. Come up to the fullness of Christ. Are you with me? That's the hope of his calling. So, and not just that. And what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the sense? So, as your eyes of understanding have been enlightened, he wants you to know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in, in the sense. What does this mean? It means primarily two things. The, his glory has riches. Are you with me? What the riches of the glory of his inheritance are in the sense. So, God's glory, or let, better put, God's inheritance has glory. That glory has riches. And all of it are in the sense. Are you with me? So that I mean the riches of the glory of God's inheritance are in me. He wants you to know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance are in the sense. So the riches of God's inheritance is in me. God doesn't have an inheritance somewhere else. His inheritance is now in me. That's why you cannot be about Because God's his inheritance is inside you. Listen. What I'm teaching is not is scripture. I know it's not common to your mind. But the day a person gets born again, God's inheritance has, been, has changed headquarters to him. Hallelujah. And what the riches of the glory of his inheritance are in the sense. So. All these markers that I'm keeping. 
the inheritance is not in them. Verse 19. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power? To us what? Towards us who believe. Hallelujah. So, it's a continuous statement. So, he wants you to receive wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ as your eyes are being enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling so that you will know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance are in you and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe that means the exceeding greatness of God's power is for me because I believe are you with me? So that means the exceeding greatness of God's power is for me because I believe. Sometimes it's for me. Because I believe. Now, the next verse says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So, this exceeding greatness of his power was demonstrated in Christ when God raised him from the dead. Are you, are you with me? I know I'm asking that question. <laughs> Hallelujah. The extreme greatness of God's power, which is made available to you because you believe, was first demonstrated in Christ when God raised him from the dead. Hallelujah. That same power set him at the right hand of God. Verse 20, 21. Back to verse 20, please. Maybe you are too fast. Which he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. So, this exceeding greatness of God's power was manifested in Christ. It raised from the dead and set him at the right hand of God. Hallelujah. That same power, verse 20, 21, fire above all principality, power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world that is to come. This is the result of that power, verse 22. And had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. Praise the Lord. I'm just saying this to recap what we did on Sunday. Now, if you look at this alone, there's so much blessing in this for you. But you can look at this and say, okay, it was Christ that was raised and set at the right hand of God. Pay attention. Pay attention. But when you go to chapter 2, Paul begins to show us much more. Go to chapter 2 now. Chapter 2 from verse 1. He says, And you... Hath he quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins? In chapter 1, it said that he raised up Christ from the dead. Are we together? 
But in chapter 2, he's telling you that he was not just quickening Christ, but he was quickening you. Are you with me? He was not just quickening Christ, he was quickening you. Because when you got born again, you and Christ have become one. You have been made a member of Christ. Hallelujah. Verse 2. Wherein in time past you walked according to the cost of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit are now walking in the train of disobedience. Jump to verse 4. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love wherewith he loved us. Verse 5. Even when we are dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Glory. Glory! So now, in chapter 1, you are, he's just talking about Christ, Christ, Christ. Okay, Christ, this power was manifested. He raised up Christ from the dead. He set him at the right hand of God. But in chapter 2, he's saying he was also quickening you. Praise the Lord. Now, somebody may say, how does this relate to authority? It relates to authority because all the authority that Christ has gotten, because you have been joined to him, you are a particle of that authority. Praise the Lord. Even when we are dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ, by grace are you saved. Verse 6. And had raised up us together, and made us sit together in heavenly places. In chapter 1, he didn't say you you are sitting in heavenly place. He only said Christ was set in the heavenly place. But in chapter 2, he's telling you that do you realize that you read the entire Bible, this is the only place Paul clearly said that we are seated together with Christ in heavenly places. It's a very important part of New Testament theology that as Christ was raised up, we are not just raised up with him, but we have all to sit together. <laughs> Sometimes I have been made to sit together with him. I sit in the heavenly places with him. I sit in the heavenly places with him. You see, do you know why it's difficult for you to for you to grab it now? That's the that's the reason why Paul was praying. That your eyes of understanding will be enlightened. That God will give you wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Let's pray that prayer right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, we ask for wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by your spirit. The eyes of my understanding are being enlightened. The eyes of my understanding are being enlightened. I have wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ by the Spirit. I have wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of Christ by the Spirit. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name. See, you may not get, if you read this alone, you may not get the gravity of this until you go back to chapter 1. Go to chapter 1 again. From verse 
and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what who believe according to the working of his mighty power verse 20 which he wrote in christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places so the mighty power of god the exceeding greatness of his power the mighty power of god set christ at the right hand of god in heavenly places right right yes, <laughs> hallelujah hallelujah hallelujah, hallelujah. glory he set him at his own right hand in heavenly places verse 21 this right hand of god is far above all principality and power that was where the mighty power of god set christ now chapter 2 is telling you that as he set christ there he's also set you there Hallelujah. do you get this sometimes i get it say the mighty power of god set christ at the right hand of god that same mighty power has set me at the right hand of god far above all principality and all power glory <laughs> therefore disease responds to me sickness is answer in the name of jesus when i rebuke them they go when i rebuke them they go when i rebuke disease it responds in the name of jesus when i rebuke the devil he responds because i sit I've been set at the same place. Oh God. You know, sometimes you want to say something, but you're wondering how it sound. Anyhow, you want to make it sound. That's what the Bible teaches. It's as if the religious mind. Sometimes, even me that is teaching it. So, I will now tell someone that Jesus is sitting. That's where I'm sitting to. That's what the Bible said. Sometimes I rebuke the devil. He has no place in my life. He has no place in my health. He has no place in my family. Because I am seated with Christ. In the heavenly places. That's why the team said, sit, walk, stand. We are still on sitting. Now, most of this revelation you can just say it it's just plainly written in the word of god i can just tell you okay you are still with christ in heavenly places but if your eyes of understanding if wisdom and revelation is not granted unto you it's not makes so much sense to you see I've, has it not done on you that most of what i'm saying you've heard them before most of you have heard these things before but you see it is one thing to hear a thing as another thing for the thing to have entered inside of you. The key in all the things we've read is wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Hallelujah. Chapter me, Lord, I have wisdom. Holy Spirit grant unto me wisdom and revelation in knowledge of Christ. Holy Spirit grant unto me wisdom and revelation 
in the knowledge of Christ. Holy Spirit, grant unto me wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. Let me tell you how I feel. I, I feel that right now we are beginning to you know when you are trying to train a child from writing A, B to writing two later words. We are beginning to push this thing forward. Spiritual education is not just about how much you know in your head, but how much you know in your heart. Are you hearing this? How much you know in your heart? How much you truly believe? Come here. Keep your bag. If I tell you to sit down here, if I say sit down here, and you tell me, I cannot sit down. Are you following this? And you tell me I cannot sit down there. And I ask you why. And you tell me there is no chair here. Then I come and tell you there is a chair here. You say there is no chair. What did I tell you? Can't you see? Can't you see? How do you check what you really believe? Check your actions. Your actions actually tell you what you really believe. You can say anything you want to say. But the way you act in the face of trouble tells us what you believe. The reason why you will sit on this chair is because you know there is a chair here. Are you following this? If you're not sitting on the chair, maybe you are not seeing the chair or you don't believe there is a chair here. Do you understand that? Your acting will prove your believing. <laughs> if you are still responding, ah, those will get jazzled. Eh? You've not really believed this thing. sickness comes and your first response is to go and take medicine is it bad to take medicine no but if that's your first and only response you'd not believe this thing do you know what you need wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of christ listen this wisdom and revelation can open your eyes and you begin to see what other men don't see. The same thing they are saying, but it has become life and truth inside of you. John chapter 1. John chapter 1. From verse 12. John 1 from verse 12. Oh God. He says, but as many as received him, to them he gave power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. 
which were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, not of the will of man, but of God. Verse 14. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. What did he say? The word of God was made flesh. Listen. That means the word of God is tangible. It's real. It will be words, but the word can become flesh. Sometimes me, the word is becoming flesh in my life. Sometimes me, I believe the word of God. The word of God will prevail. Amen. So when it tells you that you are seated with Christ in the heavenly places, it is true. It is true. And you must live with that consciousness. That's what, that is what it means to sit. To sit means <laughs> let me open the verse of the Bible to you. You will discover that the book of Ephesians can be summarized in three words. Sit, walk, stand. Sitting actually has to do with living from the consciousness of the finished works of Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What did I say? Living from the consciousness of the finished works of Christ is called sitting. Sometimes I am seated with Christ. Oh God. Sometimes I am seated with Christ in the heavenly places. I am seated with Christ. Walking has to do with living your life, taking your steps from that consciousness. And to stand means to fight with that consciousness. Hallelujah. Chapter 1 and chapter 2 of the book of Ephesians. When you go home, I will give you an assignment. Go back and read the book of Ephesians. When you read the book of Ephesians, find out how many times he uses the word walk. How many times he uses the word stand. And how many times the word seats is. If you do your assignment well, seats will be once. Walk will be seven. Stand will be three. Lord. When you read through the book, you find this out. the times he talks about standing is talking about resisting the devil. But you see, sitting came first in the book of Ephesians. Walking comes afterwards. Then standing is the last part. You cannot really fight the devil until you first praise the Lord. The only reason why we can fight and win the devil is because we don't fight the devil in our own name. We fight him in the name of Jesus. Because we are seated with Christ. 
Do you understand that? Say to me, I'm seated with Christ. Praise the Lord. More and more, I sense prophetically that God is making us a school of Christ. Hallelujah. Many, many, many men will come from everywhere to learn about Jesus Christ. In a short while, they will be discipled. They will be trained in the name of Jesus. They are made strong, full of the word of God, full of the spirit of God. The devil has no dominion. In the name of Jesus. He says, that power has risen far above all principalities. All power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only this world, or also that which is to come. That there is no name higher than that name. Are you following this? Oh God. There's, there's so much I want to tell you at once. I don't know where to start from. Have you ever heard people quote that verse of the Bible that says, at the mention of the name of Jesus, every name will bow. That's not what he said. He didn't say at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. He says at the name of Jesus, Philippians 2, from verse 9. Philippians 2, from verse 9. He says, Wherefore God also had highly exalted him, and given him a name which is above every name, verse 10, that at the name of Jesus, it is a mention. Now, does that mean if I mention the name, there's no power in it? There is. Do you understand that? There's a place of mentioning the name. But he said, at the name of Jesus. What does that mean? Hi. It means that the name of Jesus is more than just mentioning. <laughs> Whenever you get born again. Every time a person got, gets born again, he has been baptized into the name of Jesus. He is in the name of Jesus. As you are walking right now, you are bearing the name of Jesus. The whatever Jesus has done becomes your consciousness. As you pass that place, the name has passed. Wherever you are, the name is. Sometimes I bear the name of Jesus. I carry the consciousness of the name of Jesus. The authority of Jesus is at work in me. The dominion of Christ is at work in me. The dominion of Christ is at work around me. When a person is born again, listen, he has been raised together with Christ. It has been together. You are, you are one with Christ. Do you understand that? That book of Ephesians, you can summarize it in one word, oneness. We are one with him. Do you understand that? So when he died, we died. When he was buried, we were buried. When he rose, we rose. Do you understand that? And when he sat upon the throne, we sat there also. Glory! Glory. So right now, I bear the name of Jesus. Say after me, I bear the name of Jesus. I bear the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you because redemption truth prevails. The truth of the redemption prevails. The redemption truth prevails. Darkness is cleared out in the name of Jesus. Darkness is cleared out in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. 
In Jesus' name. Father, we give you praise. Be thou exalted. In Jesus' name. So, go to the book of Ephesians. You will see. Now, before you see seat, you will see seat in Ephesians chapter 2. I think from verse 5 to 6. But in chapter 1, you see set. Set was used for Jesus. But seat is used for us. Hallelujah. You see. Verse 6. And has made us sit together in heavenly places. In Christ Jesus. Somebody say, why is that? So what's the difference? Generally, there is no difference. But, they, but if you want to go technically, there is a difference. The difference is that God did it 2,000 years ago. But when you get born again, that's, your own, that's the day you, you received your own enthronement. Do you understand that? So whenever a person is born again, he's made to sit. Even though Christ has been set. So if I believe I'm made, I join him. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Continue on this. We're talking about kings and priests. And I have a feeling like I should repeat all the teachings again on this believer's authority. Father, we give you praise. We thank you because your word is growing deep in our hearts in the name of Jesus. The word of God is prevailing deep in our hearts in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Say after me unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Thank Christ you for listening to the song. God's new bridge. We hope you have been blessed. Please visit our website, newbridgeccng.org, to download more of our sermons. Remain blessed.